All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. That's five o'clock. Make our way through Thursday afternoon on Sports 1440. It is the Jason Greger Show presented by PlayAlberta.ca, where, of course, you can get in the game. Lots of prop bets, lots of fun, lots of boost bets now you can make. Maybe for the 49ers and the uh, Seahawks tonight. Also, go to playalberta.ca and uh, you could win a grand a day for the next 20 years, which equates to $7.2 million. Pretty sweet. Get your tickets at playalberta.ca. We are live at the Canadian Ice House. Of course, uh, lots of football on. If you're a basketball fan, they got some uh, some hoops now that have started, so you can check that out as well. Uh, Dallas currently leading Washington, twenty three to ten, to start the fourth quarter. As we get to the Spec Report, uh, he joins us live from uh, Washington. Uh, spec Report brought to you by GS Construction. They're asking you just to remain patient. I know you get to certain places they're busy. Remember, they want to get home just as quick as you, so let everybody get home safe. Be cautious through the construction zones from GS Construction as uh, Mark Spector from Roger Sportsnet joins us once again. Spec, oh jeez, buddy, look at all the dark background. Holy cows, nice. Oh jeez, thought we were in some sort of artistic play here for a second. Uh, or I was like, is Spec trying to foreshadow? He's like the Oilers. He's in the dark. <laughs> yes, yes. No, I'm in one of these hotel rooms without any real lights somehow. I don't know what's going on here. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm in the dark. I mean, I've been in the dark most of my life, so why would why stop now? Yeah, hey, why not? <laughs> um, 
The Edmonton Oilers, Speck, uh, I, I went through that game again last night, and I went through the goals, and uh, the players can talk all they want about how they do hold each other accountable. I'm sorry. When you look at the breakdowns on those plays, Speck, um, from the first goal, second goal, no one's in the lane. You know, then you got Echo making a turnover in the offensive zone. Brown uh, inexplicably jumps up. Now it's a two-on-one. It's a goal. Then it's it's a two-on-two that's a nothing play that turns into a three-on-three behind the net. Oilers lose every battle, and the Hurricanes score. Um, you know, the fourth goal, I thought actually they might have had an argument because I thought McDavid got tripped behind the net. That probably should have been a penalty, but it wasn't. And then I don't understand why the team is playing DeHarnay on the left side and Kulak on the right side when the puck was in the offensive zone. They should be switching because that's what, if he's on the left side, Speck is a right shot. His stick's in the middle of the ice. Jarvis recognizes it. And either way, DeHarnay can't let him get behind him, but it's a lot easier when your stick's on the inside. He goes to the outside. Skinner doesn't make a save. And then the fifth goal was the worst one for me. It's basically one guy wide open in the slot with four people walking around. Uh, you know, people were joking about, uh, you know, is the old uh, construction site and the, and the grunt guys working and everyone else is standing around doing nothing. Like, it's it's the same <laughs> glaring errors, different players, different game spec. Like, I'm sorry, the, the, there's no commitment to playing sound defensive hockey from this group right now. Yeah, no. And, and I mean, you talk about let's hold guys accountable. If you held everybody accountable, you couldn't feel the team because it's not the same guy doing the same mistake every night. I mean, Leon's Leon Dreisaitl was minus four last night. Echo he was terrible. has been the by his standards, has been a, a shadow of the defenseman that he's supposed to be. He's been brutal this year. He's making tons and tons of mistakes. He's supposed to be one of your leaders and veterans to help get you out of this thing. right? He's not helping to get out of this thing. You know, I, I still feel for Broberg, who gets three minutes of ice time, makes a mistake, and never plays again. Yeah. It's just going to be a recurring theme. When you play a guy the way they're playing Broberg, that's all he's going to give you is mistakes. Yeah, you know Brown makes the bad play following Echo. Echo makes the bad play passing it backwards as a defenseman when he just shoot the puck, make a predictable play. You know McDavid's been average, so yeah, let's start benching guys, pal. You got to ice a team tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, well, no, I wasn't even talking spec about the coach. I was talking about I believe the because Armando Sewell, we had him on. They just he's won two Grey Cups, right? And, and pro, to me, pro sports is pro sports. It's different sports, but there's the locker room accountability is transferable to any locker room. And yep. he's he goes, hey, I'm a huge believer in, in the uh, the locker room leaders, and you have to have guys who are going to hold. You know, they set the standard. You know, he used an example about penalties. You take dumb penalties, it's the players. They have a fine system in there. It's kind of fun, but it's – and eventually the guy's like, okay, well, you're out, right, because you can't do it anymore. And I look at the order spec, and the players, I've asked them, you've asked them, and they're, oh, yeah, we hold each other accountable. Well, whatever there's they, – they, they feel their internal standard is, it's simply too low. It's unacceptable, and it's been this way for basically every year except 2017 and maybe 30 games last year, Spec. And, and then they get to the playoffs, and they were leaking goals all over, and the management decided to bring back the exact same defense core and the exact same goaltenders. So maybe we shouldn't be surprised, but the fact is there's no standard amongst the players to hold themselves to, or at least from the outside it doesn't look like there is because why are they making Mickey Mouse mistakes? Yeah, it's, I can't argue with anything you're saying, right? I can't argue with it. Now, there's a few things here. We do. I, I like this line of, of um, 
you know, what we're talking about. Because we do tend to, you know, the Oilers, what are the first thing you do? You fire a coach in this town. They fired Woody. Fine. He's 2-9-1. He didn't have enough answers. You fire the coach. It's, it's, it, it, we, we talk about Holland and every mistake he's made, and I get it. He's made some mistakes. Don't get me wrong. But this is a good enough lineup with enough veteran players. They should be able to go out and win a hockey game once in a while without worrying about what coach and what system. Just play hockey, right? Play a proper game of defensive hockey. Every guy, there's a bunch of 29, 30, 31-year-olds here. They know how to play the game. You know, don't make – you've pointed out all these these rudimentary mistakes. Most of the piece I wrote after the game last night was about how it doesn't matter what your system is when you're making mistakes that hockey players were taught, you know, in midget and bantam, right? When number 14, the defenseman rushes the puck up ice, some forward, the last guy generally, or the winger on his side, is supposed to stay back. Yeah. They taught us that when we were children. And every one of these guys learned it. That's they, they mastered those skills. That's why they're in the NHL and you and me are sitting here talking on the radio, right? They know. But here we are. They're NHL players. And there's three forwards watching 14 take the puck into the zone and they're all following them. Like, what? How does one of the forwards not know, right? One of us better stay back in case this goes sideways on us. And none of them do. Like, I that those three forwards wouldn't play for two periods for me if I was coaching at this point. But they play the next shift, man. Yeah, well, honestly, like, I know Knobloch is, is you know, I, I said it off the top. Um, he didn't create the problem. He inherited the problem. And yeah. he has four more games spec before they have a break. They have a five-day practice break. And to me, that's when he puts his fingerprints over this team. And when they come out of that break, to me, that's 10 games now. Ryan Huska did it at 10 games. Other coaches have done it in 10 games. If you don't adhere to whatever his standard is, then if he doesn't sit, and I'd include 29. If, if 29 can't be benched for half a period because he continually oh, yeah. wants to make a bad defensive read, every, like glaring ones, like to me there's mistakes that I'll live with. Everybody makes mistakes. But to me, there's just a, a lack of, of basic attention to detail or willingness to even want to do the right thing. And like last night, and the other thing is stop playing McDavid and Drysaddle together. It's like it's a reward for them. They don't get rewarded. They got outscored 3 nothing last night and got outshot 9 nothing. They were both better away from each other. And you're playing a Washington team that has no offense but it's winning with great defense. So you're better off to split them up and uh, give yourself more time with those guys on the ice. Maybe something positive can happen offensively. And because when they're together, Spec, I think they're a nightmare defensively. Because, it, you know, they're both natural centers. One guy is, is playing his position. They're both down low to the net. They're never in the shooting lane as wingers because they don't do that as a centerman. So it's, it, it doesn't work. Stop, stop the insanity, in my opinion, for now. Like, it hasn't worked for 16 games this year, always going back to McDavid and Drysaddle. Yeah. It's not working. Well, they, listen, they pay the coach to find solutions, and I think that's an obvious one. And, you know, listen, we – I'm going back here now. To, a, to a, a thing we talked about about three years ago, about how this 29 and 97 need to lead the way, direction that this team's going to go. And as long as they're just going to play offensive hockey and not give you what you need on the defensive side of the puck, they won't win. You know, I get, Jay, 
I get murdered in Edmonton for talking about the Iserman moment. And what it is, is an offensive player who finally figures out that until, unless I keep the puck out of my net, the points don't matter, right? I get crushed for talking about that. Where are we, right? Where are we? You got two great offensive players who can't keep the puck out of their net, and they're the leaders. How are they leading? Where's the team going behind them? This is a team of players who, who are worried about offense and not about defense. How's it working for you folks? Right. Yeah. It doesn't work. Well. I'd rather have 97 be a plus player and get me 90 points instead of being a, a you know a, a pseudo minus player and get you 120. It's not working. Dry settles game's a mess. I mean, it is a mess, man. And they're about three more losses. You know, 10 points out of the playoffs on U.S. Thanksgiving, pal. We can all look at the standings and concoct ways that they can get back in this thing. They're playing 230 hockey, and they got to snap their finger and play 660 hockey for the rest of the year. You think that's going to happen? Right? Yeah. Realistically, you think that's yeah. going to happen? Yeah, like, honestly, like, you, you, they played Washington and Anaheim. To, to me, those are must-win games. If you, you have, like, neither one of those teams are dominant teams because you're going to get Vegas. Then you got Vegas on Tuesday. Now that's a dominant team, right? Winnipeg's playing no. incredibly well. Like, if, if you can't win these two, you think you're going to beat Vegas and Winnipeg? Like, come on! Like they, they, right? Everybody else is figuring out their issues, and the Oilers are really the last. Like Chicago's never going to figure out their issues because they're just not a very good team. Everybody yes. knows it. They just tanked last year. San Jose, forget about San Jose. They're, they're an awful team. They're barely yeah. over an AHL level. All the other teams, including the Calgary Flames, have kind of figured out what it takes to get some points in the bank here, yeah. right? The Edmonton Oilers are the last team. They don't have the solution. They can't figure it out. Their players don't know how to win at this point. No. Like, how is no. that? Yeah. It's uh, it's frustrating. I'll be curious to see what uh, Jackson slash Holland do here in the uh, coming days. Because uh, sitting on the well, maybe sitting on their hands might be the best thing for them if the team plays their way out of the playoffs and they don't have to make a desperation move and and ruin their uh, uh, their future even more. Maybe it's just a, a terrible year and they got to bite the bullet. I'm not sure they're willing to do it. I'm not sure they have an owner who wants to do it. But that might be the best course of action the way they're playing. They don't have an owner who wants to do it. I'll tell you that right now. Right, Daryl Cates. I'm here to tell you, is breathing down their necks, <laughs> right? This is a guy who rightfully, rightfully, he's the owner. He should want to make some money in with playoff gates. He's yeah. looking at his playoff gates going down the tubes right now. He's not happy. I'm here to tell you. Uh, but you're right, Jay. The only trades out there right now are bad ones. You know, they're bad trades. You're going to yeah. pick up bad goalies on bad contracts, and you're going to give up too much for them. And you're going to look back and go, man, we just poured gas on a fire. On half the trades that I'm hearing and thinking about right now, they're all gas on the fire there. I wouldn't make them. Speck, uh, enjoy the darkness. Uh, enjoy Thanksgiving uh, <laughs> matinee tomorrow in Washington. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Jake. That's uh, Mark Spector, the uh, Speck Report, brought to you by GS Construction. Uh, Jason Greger is live here today at the Canadian Ice House uh, will return. I, I think is the power restored. Maybe we might have a surprise guest joining us next on the Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. And uh, hey, if you're making your way home from work and you're just like, you know what, I got to relax. I got to have some good food, have some laughs. Have beer. Come join us at the Canadian Ice House on 104th Ave, just across from Rogers. 527. Welcome back. The Gregor Show is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca and the uh, Cowboys. 
Let's get another touchdown uh, that puts the total to 48 points. Uh, PlayAlberta.ca, it was a 47 and a half. So if you took the over, oh, you're probably just fist pumping. If you had the under, not happy, but uh, the over just hit on that play. So uh, there you go. Uh, we are live, and uh, hey, seeing everything live in action at the Canadian Ice House. Uh, stop in. The brand man will be here all night. Uh, of course, uh, I am here for the uh, for the next uh, remainder of the show, but if uh, you want to stop in, you can. And uh, Brandon's going to have uh, all sorts of great stuff. Uh, you got drink specials all night tonight. He'll probably even buy you a bevy or two if you like. And also, put he'll give you the draw that maybe you can win the golden ticket. The golden ticket, which is a trip for two to any NFL home opener next year. Whew. Courtesy of the uh, Canadian Ice House and the Canadian Brew House. Pretty sweet. Now, let's uh, let's go in the room. Brought to you by Next Gen Transportation. Heavy haul transport provider. 100% locally owned and operated. All new trailers are in, man. They're ready for business at Next Gen Transportation. And uh, we are joined by our regular co-host. He had some uh, power issues. Hey, when the power's out, it's kind of hard to get on. But uh, uh, TR, Terry Ryan joins us. TR, how are you doing? Doing all right. A bit uh, tiring the first couple of weeks. I'm in almost every scene so far, so it's a lot of work. Apologies on that, but there's not much I could do about it. Hey, buddy, you got it. You know what? Uh, it's a good excuse, okay? Um, it's it's not a. I knew going in, you know what what the uh, what the standard was going to be. You're living up to the standard. That's fine. It's when you if you would have told me I can do everyone no problem, then you wouldn't be up to the standard. We have to have a conversation, right? <laughs> That's kind of what the order should be like. Hey guys, you're not living up to the standard. We need to have a conversation. Like it's, um, it, the players set the standard, do they not, Tr? Yeah, yeah, it's wild. I'm curious about all this. I've been catching myself up when I can in between. I've been watching the highlights. I haven't usually I, I I listen to your show on off days and I haven't heard anything. So I'm kind of curious what everybody thinks, because, uh, I mean, it sounds like a, a broken record. Right. When you say set the standard, there's nobody that's setting any standard at any position. And that's scary because they all have the potential to do so. And I think at this point, <clears throat> it, it, I, I don't know what to say about the goaltending, but as far as defense, just, you know, there's. Like we said, it's irresponsible to say the least. It's just irresponsible defense. I don't know how else to say it. And the scorers aren't scoring a lot and like normal, and the power play isn't as incredible as it was. You're going to run into problems. And as far as setting the standard, as you said, it's not a good one being set right now. No, it's 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 well below. And, um, you know, they changed the coach already, and they had a little bump against teams that didn't score in Seattle and New York. And then I said, yeah, okay, but I'm not getting excited about it because they're going to play some teams that can score, and then look what they're giving up. They're giving up five. They're giving up six. And and the problem was, if you go back and watch every goal last night, Terry, Carolina barely had to work to score the goals. Mm-hmm. That's, to me, what's the most concerning. If another team makes great plays, sometimes you just got to be like, damn, hey, they're in the NHL. They're going to make good plays. But last night, you got guys not covering. You got turnovers in the offensive zone, the, for- the forward not covering for the defenseman, guys losing three battles right behind the net that leads to a goal against. Like These are all things that should not be happening. Like They're simple plays to make is to shoulder check when you're back checking. Oh, there's their late guy coming in. I'll just slide over six feet and I take him. It wasn't even a quick decision and and that to me is what's what's concerning terry and, and it's kind of been an issue for a long time and that's why i'm i think unless you can get a coach who's just a real hard ass you might have to train some players here because their culture internally is not a winning one 
No, it's wild, isn't it? Like, because most teams, if they're having a problem, you can put your finger on it. In other words, it, it's it's this obviously, it's this or it's. But with the Oilers, they're very experienced veteran players that have all like like been up for awards players, multiple players that have long established careers. And 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 last year, I mean, you you finally kind of thought they were out of that. And with much of the same cast, they're regressing a lot, and they're all in their prime. Like, like it doesn't make sense of any sports team in in any of the four leagues that I've you know major sports leagues that I've been watching and consistently for the last number of years, being the NFL, MLB, NHL, and NBA. I, I'm hard pressed to find another team. Maybe the Brooklyn Nets last year. You're looking yeah. at the talent, going how, how 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 can they not put it together and just win the like they they have to. But win the game is one thing, right? Like the old adage. You know, you don't go game by game or period by period. You go shift by shift. That's it. They have three good ones in a row. And by that, like, they beat down the net. And then all of a sudden, lapses that, you know, would be better suited for a Bantam team. And and I, I don't know where the answers are. That's what's so tough right now. You you mentioned the coach. I know I'm rambling, but I, I don't know. I thought about this. Like, I had a, like I talk about Tyrion all the time, but th- there were elements that I respected about him, and, and, and he was a hard ass, okay? So, you know, you look over the course of recent history. I don't know, Mike Keenan, Mike Babcock. You, I, I don't know. Maybe there's some players. I'm not saying that those guys particularly, but I don't, Rick Tockett, there. If you're, in, if you're in Vancouver, I'm a forward. I don't know. I'm trying to relate to it. If I turn around and Rick Tockett's upset, maybe. Maybe I go a little harder subconsciously. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. I'm. I'm just going. Knoblock, Woodcroft and Knobloch. First of all, again, I didn't think Woodcroft was the problem. Yeah. Uh, and to go from one to the other, I think is almost like a lateral move. You know, good. Yeah. Same person. People, you're right. But, yeah. So anyway, that that that's my opinion. I, I'm not down on either one of them. I just I I don't know to get rid of Woodcroft and bring in Knobloch, and it doesn't seem like much is happening. And I'll point out. One of those games that they won, Darnell Nurse blocked like an empty net at the yeah. red line. Like they, if the guy just slid along the ice in the empty net, they lose that one too, right? you got to give a lot yeah. of luck to come back and get three goals in the last eight minutes or whatever it was. Yeah, no, that's, that's actually a really good point. I totally forgotten about that kind of miracle comeback uh, against Seattle. And so, you know, teams will go in funks, and, and, the, and the good teams find a way to limit the length of the funk. Right now, the orders haven't done that. And, and the – to me, there, some would say, if you look at statistics, it'd say the order's chance of making the playoffs is down to like 44%, which is, which is terrible for a team that everybody had as a lock to make the playoffs. There was not one person who covers the NHL, no other fan base who thought Edmonton was going to miss the playoffs. So this is an unmitigated disaster right now. And, and I'm sure there's pressure. I'm sure they put a lot of pressure on themselves. Or, and there's, not a lot of, there's not a lot of love in Mudville right now. But the reality is you can't feel sorry for yourself. So they've got Washington, who is, is winning with unreal defense. They're not scoring to save a, a lick. They're barely scoring over 2.2 goals a game, but they're winning. Then you got Anaheim in here, who I'm sorry, they don't have as much talent as you. But then you got Vegas and Winnipeg. Like, if the Oilers' season could be over before December 1st, Terry. As crazy as that. Like, we saw that in Edmonton during the decade of darkness when they sucked and they did not have very good teams. The Oilers actually have talent. Right. Like that's what's frustrating. And so I just I don't know how like I don't think they can just flip the switch at all. But my God, does somebody read the ride act? Do they need to have two guys throw down in the dress room? Like what has to happen here? I honestly just think a major player has to be traded. I I don't know what else you're going to do. I don't. I'm sitting here on Edmonton radio suggesting this. I don't know. 
I don't know. You're not going to win. It, it was it was dark a few years ago. Now it's doomsday. These guys are in their prime. Name me another sport that you got this kind of level of talent upend, and you're, you're consistently losing. I keep saying they're going to go on a ten game run here at some point, go win eight or nine out of it. But still, they're way behind. I don't know. I I, I I'd um, feel like blasphemous. Is that, is that the word saying this? But I don't know what the, what could they get for Drysital. I don't know. It's up for a contract soon. It's not working. I, I'm saying they probably get a lot. Saying that's the answer, but I, I, I'd say no one's yeah. untouchable but McDavid. I, I don't know. Like yeah. you know, you got to make a move unless you're going to keep wallowing in averageness at best or or worse. Something has to happen. You tried the coach. The GM will probably be soon. But we've been through that before, right? Mm-hmm. Again and again and again. And the only thing that doesn't seem to change is the nucleus of the team. So yeah. maybe for everybody's benefit, trade trade somebody that's important and get oodles back. And I don't know if if, if it it has to work better than three wins in fifteen games or whatever it is. Yeah, the the, the risk, of course, of um, of trading dry settle is usually in the NHL when you trade the best player, you lose the trade, right? And that's that's the risk there. I. Um, I, I, and it would be it would be monumental. I don't think they're there yet, um, but trading someone else off the team, 100%. Um, uh, you would consider it. Um, like Speck said, though, he goes, right now, every trade you make is probably a crap trade because every it's team knows you're wallowing in it, right? Like every team right now, TR, they're just circling around. And I'm sure it's like, you know, like a fight analogy. It's like the guys know when the other team's tougher than you, now they're going to – and the guy's like, ha, ah, they don't have any tough guys over there. Now you can just pick on whoever you want because you don't have to worry about it, right? Like it's an easy thing to do. And Well, right now the Oilers are the team with no tough guy going into a Royal Rumble. And the other GMs are just like, okay, sure. You know, we'll we'll just pick off your carcass and not going to give you anything. Oh, you got Jack Campbell? Yeah, I'll take him. You give me two first-rounders in blah. Like it's – they now the management built this. I don't feel sorry for them. They're the ones who built the mess. But it's uh, – like it's sad to say that the more I take a step back and I look at how they're playing and everything else, I think it's really difficult to envision this team making the playoffs right now. Yeah, and you know, I I don't want you to misunderstand. Like I, I think Drysdale is a great player and everything. It's just I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but you know how often you say like there's certain teams. You know, they're they're better by committee. They're, they're, the sum of the parts add up yeah. to more than what each individual. Part. Well, this is the opposite of that. This oh. is yeah, they're they're great players, really, no fault. Like guys, right down. I'm not just talking about those two. I'm talking about Nugent Hopkins with 100 points last year. Hyman, I mean, hard pressed for me to find many better two way players of his generation. Uh, Nurse, you know, he was wasn't he a Norris kind of guy a few years ago? Even now, if he plays well, Bouchard turned it on last year. I mean, these are stars. Yet, they're worse with the sum of their parts than yeah. the individual pieces. And I I don't know. It's a weird, like I said, the Brooklyn Nets. I can't think of many other teams in sports that have been in this position. And, you know, it, and when you look at it, the frustrating thing, it's like the weather. What do you get upset at? There's no one to point the finger at. There's, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, there, what do you do? You, you, you look at this, and these mistakes... I don't know, man. I'm watching the game yesterday. I just watched the highlights. I don't know what you guys said about it. But Ekholm, I consider a, a, a smart player that oh. I de- dependable. What was that drop pad? What was he doing? Like, I, yeah. Yeah, again, this is in senior hockey. I would call that out. I don't know. Like, 
That was a terrible play. And then he didn't really back check like an NHLer should. And he was slightly late, and the puck goes in. And these are the mistakes they're making. So I don't know about you. could bring in Scotty Bowman in 1968, and I don't think it's going to change. I, I I don't know. It's Like I said, something has to happen. I don't know what. But at this point, it got to be a player, I guess, a trade. TR, it's fair, man. Hey, we appreciate you uh, gutting it out uh, with all the power outages and everything else. Uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. Um, try to get some rest. Uh, it's uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, I-, I would say watch the orders game tomorrow, but you might not want to um, because it uh, unless you unless you like horror films because uh, it might be another horror film. We'll see. We're planning on watching it. Actually, what we were saying in the room, like you said, set the standard. One of the sh- one of the sayings on the show is set the tone. And yeah. we were talking about the Oilers today. It comes up a lot. I'm sitting right every, right across from Jordan Nolan every day. Two Stanley Cups with with uh, L.A. and one with uh, with St. Louis. Very yeah. familiar with the Oilers and the NHL. And like we say, we're like no one's setting the tone. It's wild. Yeah, You're looking at these wild. guys and nobody's setting the tone. No, it's terrible. Awesome stuff, TR. Thanks, man. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Catch you on the rebound. Talk soon. There you go. That's uh, Terry Ryan uh, joining us uh, in the room, brought to you by Next Gen Transportation. When we come back, it's a huge weekend in football. We'll tell you about it next on the Jason Greger Show, live at the Canadian Ice House, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Welcome back. Thanksgiving Day Thursday for our American friends and uh, for many of you football fans. That's why you're here live at the Canadian Ice House watching some football. The uh, Cowboys absolutely crushing Washington 45 to 10. So that leaves one game, the 49ers and the Seahawks. Will it be close? We'll find out. Come down here, uh, see Brandon Douglas, and uh, you can win all sorts of great prizes, including a chance to go to uh, NFL home opener of your choice next year. Uh, let's go in the community now, brought to you by United Sport and Cycle, and their Black Friday event starts tomorrow. Of course, if, uh, if you're looking for great deals, stop in. You can save up to 60% off throughout the store and their sale ends Sunday so not just tomorrow Saturday and Sunday at United Sport and Cycle and uh, we are joined by uh, Tim Enger from Football Alberta as the road to the Alberta Bowl concludes this weekend Tim long time no talk my man how you doing I'm doing fine how you doing I am excellent. So uh, the uh, Alberta Bowl, the games go uh, tomorrow and uh, and Saturday. Uh, there's uh, 12 teams at six different levels of play uh, for uh, schools of 12-man football, Tier 1. And there's one level of six-man football, which I think is a wonderful thing because when I played, when I was in high school, our school wasn't big enough to have a football team, but we probably could have had a 12-team. Like, it just gets ever since you guys have implemented this have you noticed a significant increase just in the overall talent pool because you have more kids introduced to football yeah it's helped i mean you know like there's uh when we talk about the the high schools in alberta there's about 300 of them in total but but the largest chunk of them about 150 to about 160 are schools that are 100 people or less so when you talk about football um you know we're all you're right we're in the big schools and uh with the advent of six man well, we've been able to, um, you know, we've been able to expand to a lot of those uh, 100-person schools. I mean, one of the more uh, stronger schools out there is Breton, and Breton only has 60 people in the school. So pretty nice. much uh, every every male and a couple of the females from the school make up the football team. Oh, well, that's fantastic. So uh, tell us about it. Uh, where's it? It's in Red Deer, correct? And uh, where can people go watch? Yeah, it's uh, Setter's Place at Great Chief Park. It's right down in the River Valley. They they renovated that stadium, oh, I don't know, about seven or eight years ago. Uh, so it's a really nice, uh, tight um, uh, 
high school football stadium. Uh, we've actually been very fortunate in uh, a lot of communities, uh, you know, Lethbridge, Medicine Hat, uh, Grand Prairie, Fort McMurray. They've all built these nice little stadiums that, that fit uh, anywhere between two to 3,000 people. And they're perfect for these events. And, uh, and this, this one's really great. And so the games kick off tomorrow at 1 o'clock with the, the Six Aside game. Uh, that one's kind of cool because, you know, we've been, we've been seeing uh, uh, Millwood's Christian and J.C. Chark from Hannah ad nauseum for the past three or four years. And they're, they're great programs, but uh, Hinton, of all places, has broken through this year. They upset Millwood's Christian last week to get to the final, so that will be kind of cool to watch. And then you got your uh, your tier two game right after that at four o'clock. We kind of mix the tiers around, except for the tier one finals. They go in the last part. So you got tier two at four, and uh, tier four at uh, seven o'clock, and then the tier three schools. These are the kind of the middle range schools. They go at eleven o'clock tomorrow. Sorry, on Saturday, uh, followed by the two tier one games. And uh, and the tier one games, well, you know, people say, well, how can you have two tier one things? Well, what what they've done for years is. Um, the AS2A does a really good job of regional representation. So you want to make sure you get teams from all over the province with a chance to play in the, in the championship games. Okay. But because it's football, you've got a lot of schools out there that there's only one Tier 1 school in the particular zone, and they're not having a great year. It's not great to send them to provincials. So they encouraged all the, 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 the top schools, your Raymonds, your St. Francis's, your Harry Ainley's, to declare for the, the upper division. And then that still leaves a regional thing, but now – your schools like, um, you know, Foothills, for example, out of Okotoks, uh, who wouldn't have had a, a chance against St. Francis or Raymond, uh, they get to play in this regional competition, and they will now get a chance to play against other kind of apples versus apples and let the oranges versus oranges take care of themselves. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. With uh, Raymond versus uh, Ernest Manning. So who's in the uh, who's in the finals? Well, the big final, the uh, the Brian Fryer tier one is uh, Raymond and uh, Ernest Manning and you know, if you've ever been involved with high school sports whatsoever, you know the legend of Raymond. 
uh, you know, like, <laughs> you know, you watch the movie Hoosiers and kind of gives you a bit of a, a taste of that. But this thing happens over and over and over again. It's not a one-shot wonder. Raymond always has these runs of, of years when uh, they just get the right people and the right coaches and the right passion. And the, 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 the town absolutely adores their sports. Yeah. So they won last year, and this year they go against Ernest Manning. Ernest Manning from Calgary is actually a really nice story because they've spent like 20 years just being a happy-go-lucky Division II team in Calgary and not even winning that. And then uh, they made a decision a couple years ago to uh, with the new administration, new coaches in there, and they really upped their game, and now they're within one game of being a uh, provincial champion at the Tier 1 level. So, uh, so that one's pretty cool. A little sad. I'm an Ainley grad. Uh, you know, Harry Ainley went, uh, has been at the the last four um, Alberta Bowls at the Brian Fryer Championship and uh, they've won a couple of them, but uh, just wasn't their year. They they did lose to Ernest Manning in the in the semifinal. Um, you know, and it's it's really you know, like again for them. I know it's too bad. I know for the rest of the province, it's like uh, you know about time someone else gets to play in it. But uh, yeah, it just goes to show you what they're doing on the south side of Edmonton. They're really running a great program there. Well, yeah, but to me, it's it's better to get more programs in there because that just it gets more people feeling like, hey, we have a chance if we can get in. Well, yeah, I mean, like uh, I've been getting stuff all week long from 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 Cardston pictures of uh, the ESO station with Go Cougars on the uh, on the uh, on the billboard. Like Cardston's actually was a traditionally strong program, but they haven't been anywhere near the Alberta Bowl for ten years, and they've they've managed to make it at the tier three level. So, you know, that's. Again, that's the essence of what we're trying to, to quote-unquote, sell in, in high school football. Is it, You can get the whole community involved, and it's fun. You, you basically have your own little NFL in your own backyard. Uh, teams, leagues, divisions, everybody can advance to some kind of Super Bowl somewhere. And it's, uh, it's, really, uh, it, it's really refreshing because one of the things that is also a big sale for all high school sports, not just high school football, but uh, you mentioned it yourself. You know exactly. You went to a high school. I went to a high school. Everybody goes to a high school. So, yeah. so you can relate to those uh, to those teams. Whereas, if it's a community-based team, it's still really good good sport. But people are scratching their heads with the names. Like it doesn't really mean anything. But if you went to Ross Shepherd High School, um, you might tend to follow what the T-Birds do past your graduation. Yeah, no, that's, that's totally fair. As Tim Enger joins us, uh, the uh, road to the Alberta Cup wraps up this weekend. So, Tim, um, when they win the province, there's no playing BC or Saskatchewan, right? It's just you're the provincial champ and that's it? Yeah, and then well, we, what we have for that is we, we have Team Alberta, Team BC. That kind of stuff takes place in the summer. So they go do their thing, and then we have a U18 bracket, a U, a U16 bracket. But uh, as a club, you're, you're kind of done. I mean, you know, here we live in in Canada and we we still don't have those dome stadiums for high school football so we uh, we kind of have to wrap it up at this stage and and I will say this I don't want to ruffle the feathers of any environmental activists or something like this but boys it's been nice this uh, this fall I mean we're going to actually get to finish our uh, Alberta Bowl um, with all of our playoffs including league playoffs all played in in, in very comfortable plus temperatures I mean I, I was I was part of the Ardrossens crew that was playing last weekend in Sherwood Park against the very powerful Holy Rosary team and I've never been more comfortable on a football field. In fact, we were taking off layers. It was that night. So yeah. we're hoping we're hoping for that kind of weather on the uh, on uh, Friday and Saturday, and it looks like it so far. Awesome stuff, Tim. Uh, we look forward to it. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the games. Thanks, Jason. That is uh, Tim Enger uh, from uh, high school football. The road to the Alberta 
Bowl is uh, this weekend. Uh, you heard it tomorrow and Friday down at uh, Setter's Place at uh, Great Chief Park in Red Deer. And uh, you know what? I know there's lots of people that travel all over the province to go watch and support their school or support their friends, have loads of fun. Uh, I love the fact that they have, uh, um, you know, six-man, six-woman football now. It's it's amazing. Uh, something that uh, just, you know, smaller schools never would have had the opportunity to go to. So this just allows more opportunity. I think it's, it's going to be better historically uh, overall because you just you have more kids exposed to it. And now some of them maybe who never would have played junior football might go play junior or potentially go to uh, CIS sports. So it's fantastic. Uh, big shout-out to everybody down here at the uh, Canadian Ice House. Uh, if you haven't been yet, you're missing out. Stop in. It's, it's a bad one of the best places, not the best place in the city to watch a game, man. There's big screen TVs everywhere you go. They got shuffleboard. They got all the games, rooms. There's ample table. Brandon Douglas, uh, the Duke, will be here uh, tonight. Uh, 49ers and the Seahawks stop in. I'll buy a bevy. And uh, you can watch the final game of the night and take a night off from the orders. They do play tomorrow afternoon. We will have all the coverage right here on Sports 1440 pre and post about that as well. On behalf of uh, Declan Kruger, Connor Halley, I'm Jason Greger, and all of our guests go to jasongreger.com or anywhere you get your podcast to listen. Uh, here's a comment on Sports 1440 update brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling, home of the no payments, no interest for one year on your furnace. Stay warm all winter at legacyheating.ca. Good night.